We're going to look at Numbers 17 today. Start at verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take of every one of them a rod according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name upon his rod, and thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. For one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. And thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony where I will meet with you. Verse 5 And it shall come to pass that the man's rod whom I shall choose shall blossom. And I will make to cease from me the murmurings, the complainings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. For they were complaining all the time against Moses and Aaron. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod a piece, for each prince one rod according to their father's house, twelve rods, and the rod of Aaron was among the rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on the morrow Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto all the children of Israel, and they looked and took every man his rod. And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token against the rebels who were complaining. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me, that they die not. And Moses did so, as the Lord commanded him, so did he. And the children of Israel spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, we die, we perish, we all perish. Verse 13, Whosoever cometh anything near unto the tabernacle of the Lord shall die, shall we be consumed with dying. God made it known in a visible way that he had chosen Aaron as his minister, and no one can choose himself as a minister. No one does this by their own will. God chooses. God 
speaks to that minister, trains that minister, raises that minister up to do the work to which he is called. It is not a matter that you say, I think I'd like to be a minister. I believe I'll go to Bible school. That is not the way it works. You have to have the call of God on your life to do ministry in today's New Testament church. I was in a neighborhood prayer group. The leader of that group made a mistake, serious mistake. She saw me give word of knowledge to the group. And she said, if God will show Joan Boney this, he will show me. God is no respecter of persons. She mixed scripture and used scripture against scripture. But God chooses the ministers as he wills. And God gives the gifts of the Holy Spirit as he wills. Why does it matter who gives the information so long as the information's from God? It doesn't make any difference. Spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, start at verse 11. But all these works that one and selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as God wills. Ephesians 4, 8. The ministers that God gives to the New Testament church today. Wherefore, Jesus saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God gives that spiritual gift so the church may be edified by the gift and also the minister may be identified as a minister set in the church by God. I received a letter from a man one time in another country and he said, I am a pastor, but I hope to someday be an apostle. That's not the way it works. You are born as a baby, as male or female. You are born again by God. And some are called to the ministry, to do the work of the ministry. You do not achieve these offices. You are born with them, born again with them. God has given the office to you and called you to do the work. You don't rise to one of the positions. I don't even think about it. I know what I'm called to. God told me and taught me for it, apostle and prophet. And the apostles are set first in the church and prophets second, according to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. 
Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and God hath set some in the church to care for the church in these offices. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. God sets us there as this office. You don't achieve the office of your own efforts. You are born again by God to do the office and equipped by God to do that office for which you're called. I am not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. One day, Robert Tilton at Word of Faith stood up in the pulpit. I'd never told anybody at Word of Faith that I was called as a prophet. I'd never told them. I just simply did the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially Word of Knowledge. As God showed me something, I just shared it. I was recognized in that church as having the hand of God on me because of the gift of the Holy Spirit, not because of any other reason. Bob Tilton stood up one Sunday morning and said, Joan Boney is not called to be a teacher. She's a prophetess. Well, Don Gelino, who was our Bible teacher at a Sunday school class, said, that's it. He said, I'd always known you were something, but I'd never thought of prophet. He said, I almost would say Joan is called by God as a teacher. But he said, I just always had a check in my spirit, knowing that wasn't quite right, and I didn't say it. But then when Bob identified me from the pulpit as a prophetess, Don knew what I was. Well, nobody up there knew that I was called as an apostle. I never shared that with anybody. You do not achieve the ministry offices by your own efforts. You are appointed by God, taught by God, shown exactly what to do in the situation. One day a woman at church came to me and said, I want to do what you're doing. And I said, you do? It just seemed impossible that anybody would want to do what I was doing. You do not learn to do these ministry offices by going to Bible school. Matter of fact, at one point when I owned my business, I wanted to learn about Bible, and I wanted to enroll at Dallas Theological Seminary to take Bible courses, and they wouldn't let me in because I was a woman. I didn't take offense. I said, oh, okay. But then they said, you have an earned doctorate in education. So if you will agree to come and watch the young preacher boys and help them learn how to deliver messages, you can go to any class you want to. Well, that suited me fine because I wasn't trying to be a minister or do anything. I just wanted to learn Bible. I don't remember learning anything about the Bible at any of those classes, but I saw an awful lot of bad Bible teaching from those young preacher boys because they weren't called. 
If you are called to be a minister, God will teach you. One time, a man from, I believe it was Philippines, sent me an email that he was a pastor. And the email, he shared with me what he had taught at his service. And it was really good. And yet, when I talked to him, he didn't know anything about being a pastor. How can this be? Well, later, God showed me he took that teaching from one of his teachers at Bible school and presented the teaching to the class. He wasn't even called as a pastor, as far as I knew. God teaches you when God has called you. Just as Paul was trained by God, we are trained by God, who are called to do the work of God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.